0: What's
1: new? How is the world treating you? On behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of what's new. My name is Ed Peters. We return today for one more study in the first section of the Sermon on the Mount, which pertains to the relationship of the subject of the kingdom to self. On our previous study, taken from verse 13 of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus told his followers that they were to be the salt of the earth. Now, here in verses 14 through 16, he tells us that we are to be the light of the world. Certainly in the kingdom age, the believers are going to be the light of the world. But this is a tremendous principle for us today as well. We need to be a light in our neighborhood and wherever we go. We have no light within ourselves, but the Word of God is light. So, being a light means giving out the Word of God in one way or another. It means to share the light that God has given us with others. Jesus also says, Let your light shine before men so that they will glorify your Father which is in heaven. It is obvious from this verse that the Sermon on the Mount is God-centered and not man-centered. This verse does not say, Let your light so shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify you. No, the Sermon on the Mount is God-centered. During the millennium, the kingdom here on earth, everything which is done and said will be God-centered. And in the present age, in this lost world in which we live in today, our prime motivation should be to bring glory to God. The aim and purpose of our lives should be to glorify our God. Now, here are verses 14 through 16 of Matthew chapter 5, and they read, You are the world's light, a city on a hill, glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light. Let it shine for all. Let your good deeds glow for all to see, so that they will praise your Heavenly Father.
2: Stand the raging storm Take me in your lifeboat Oh, take me in your lifeboat It will bear my spirit home
0: Home. Now come, brothers and sisters, and don't fall asleep We'll pray night and day, or we'll sink in the deep and mothers, they're praying so loud. Say, Lord, won't you take me in your lifeboat? Take me in your lifeboat, oh, take me
2: in your lifeboat. It will stand the raging storm. Take me in your lifeboat, oh, take me in your lifeboat. It will bear my spirit home. Oh.
0: clouds are so heavy, the winds are so loud. The thunders are rolling, bursting in the cloud. They pray to their shipmates for what they have done. They took the dying sailor in their lifeboat.
2: Take me in your lifeboat, oh take me in your
0: lifeboat. It will
2: stand the raging storm. Take me in your life oh take me in my spirit home. Take me in your life, oh, take me in your lifeboat. It will stand the raging storm. Take me in your life, oh, take me in your life, it will bear my spirit,
1: home. Oh, oh, oh. Now, here to bring us our study for today is
3: Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus told his followers that they were the salt of the earth. I spoke about that yesterday, Matthew 5, 13. Jesus also told his followers on that hillside that day that they were the light of the world. For the most part, he left it up to them to determine what that involved. Matthew records Jesus' words this way. He said to his followers, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven, Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Whatever other uses light might have, a light is to be seen. In ancient times, a lamp was a shallow bowl, usually with a pinched side where the wick lay. The bowl contained oil. Such lamp at best gave very little light. So they were set on a stand, Often these stands were very flimsy, and unless great care was taken, lamps could easily be knocked over and a fire would result. When the people of the house would leave the premises for a while, they would remove the lamp from the shaky pedestal and place it under a bowl but leave it lit. Lighting a lamp was not as easy then as it is today. They didn't have matches or lighters. Of course, under a bowl, the light was hidden and wouldn't be seen, and it would be useless. On the other hand, a city on a hill couldn't be hidden. Often buildings, especially or synagogues, were built of white limestone, such as the synagogue at Capernaum. Such a city on a hill actually glistened in the sun and could be seen far away. Perhaps Jesus was pointing to the city on a hill northwest of Nazareth, When he wrote these words, so Jesus said, You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Jesus once said, While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. John 9, verse 5. The Christian reflects the light of Christ. The Christian does not originate it, it is not our light. It needs to be emphasized that in ourselves we originate nothing that would commend us to God. There is no spark within sinful man that if fanned enough might flame into something God would accept for salvation. God is light, 1 John 1, 5. It originated with him. While his light is different from the physical light, he created physical light too. God's light is not transmitted by vibrational movement at a velocity of just over 186,000 miles a second. Since physical light, too, reveals, this would suggest that even natural physical light becomes prophetic of all of God's self-revelation. Since we, as followers, are agents of revelation, we become lights to an ungodly world. I'll take that a bit further. I said a moment ago that light is there to be seen. Jesus is saying that Christianity is made to be visible by its deeds. Those deeds are to be good. They are to reveal God. I'll come back to that in a moment. There are a number of different Greek words for good used by the New Testament writers. One speaks primarily about the quality of the product. It's a good product. Another word speaks of a product that is good in quality but is also attractive and beautiful. That is the word which Jesus chose to use here. The deeds of the Christian, the followers of Christ, are to be good, but they are to be winsome, attractive, and beautiful. The Christian's deeds are to be good and attractive. Some good deeds which seem to be good actually repel people. They turn people off. Since the light of the world is Jesus, and since his followers derive their light from him, our deeds should reflect him. So these two symbols, salt and light, are beautiful symbols of the Christian's walk with the Lord. All of us need to take care that the salt not becomes savorless, that is, lose its saltiness, and that the light not be covered. We used to sing a little song that included the words, Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Jesus ended his words about light by saying that his followers should let their light be seen so that those who are not yet committed to him May see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. Finally, that's the ultimate purpose of every person, to honor, glorify, and praise the Lord. Significantly, the praise goes to the Father, not to the people. The best deeds of the Christians never end in praise for the doer, but praise for the Lord himself. In our church, as in many others, we sometimes clap our hands after a soloist or some other performance. While clapping of hands is a legitimate form of praise, I sometimes feel that by doing so we praise the performer or the performance and not the Lord. Take a few moments now to praise our Lord with the Renewal Singers.
1: What's News a radio production of Creative Encounters or mailing address is post office box 848 after California 93263 USA